Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Die Hards podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend's action in the all-county football leagues. We're going into round three, can you believe it? Um, great to have action back at club level and to look ahead to all the games. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the anglo Celt. And Paul, we're going to start off with the Powertech All-County Football League Division 3A. Um, Saturday night, at six o'clock or Saturday evening, six o'clock, Muncher Connacht taking on Red Hills in Muncher Connacht. Um, we'll actually, do you know what? We'll go through these nice and quick. Um, same time, it's Kildallan hosting Mount Nugent, and the final game then is Killigarry B team against Drung at seven thirty. Now Killigarry have a, a a massive amount of injuries, so and they had to concede last week to Red Hills, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Hopefully they, they they get a few injuries cleared up and they're able to play drone because nobody likes concessions. Yeah, that's it. Like I suppose it was ambitious by Killigarry to put a team in, in Division Three, but and I'm sure it would have worked out all right, but they seem to have just a freak run of injuries. So mm. that's making things very difficult for them. Um Montreal Connacht, yeah, are a team I've seen a couple of times in the junior championship in the last couple of years and they're full of potential, but it didn't click for them last year. I saw them against Northbride there in Stradone, and, and they were very disappointed in that day. Uh, it just didn't happen for them. Um, the year before that, like they were, they had a big win over Killing Care in the round four group game, and went in, made it beat Mar I think in the quarters, made a semi. That's right. Um, didn't didn't go for them on the day in the semi, but you were looking at them as a team that was going to build for a stab at the, at the junior. But instead of kicking on, they seemed to just go back a wee bit last year. So this year's going to be a big year for Munster Connacht because of a lot of good young lads. And a good bit of experience there as well. So looking forward to, to getting a look at them. Kildallan, we talked about them last week. I think they're they're just missing a lot of players at the minute. I think that's the problem with, with Kildallan. I was down mm. in Ballyconnell the other evening. I was I was talking to Declan Timmons, good Kildallan club man, and he was saying that they're short on numbers. So um that that's probably mm. gonna go against them big big time in the league section anyway. Yeah. I mean Nugent, I suppose they've 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 a nice blend of youth and experience at the moment like on, on the experience end I can't believe I'm saying is Kieran Caffrey would be on the experienced end of it um, and then you take it right back down to Ned Brunton and, and young lads like that that are that have the, the youth in it so um, yeah but they'd, have, they'd have the likes of David Sheridan there Ronan Carney you would have a few lads like in the 30s but mostly young fellas a lot of young fellas and like they looked to have a good mix. They have a blend there that yeah. you can imagine if you're looking to pick a team to win a championship, that's nearly the ideal blend that you want because they have a few lads in the mid-20s there as well and, and they're mm. young and 
Yeah, I think a, a young team tends to win the junior championship. Yeah, yeah. They need a little bit of experience. So, like, if you look at it, they need the the twenty percent of the lads that are over 27, 28, but the vast majority underneath that age. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like you might see an older team winning a senior, even a team that's been building for a good few years to a senior. But I think in junior, if you're, but what tends to happen is a lot of teams that win the junior have. Have maybe have spent a lot of time at intermediate level or even senior level at times have dropped down and kind of bottomed out, brought on young lads, went through rebuilt. a transitional period and, and rebuilt and got up. Like it's it's kind of uncanny how, how often teams win a junior and, and follow up with an intermediate very quickly. So that kind of speaks to that. Like even that's going right back to the late 70s when Balignard did it two years in a row and went on and contested the senior final in the mid 80s. So, mm-hmm. um, that's that's something that you'd be looking at my news in a bunch of Connacht. I'm looking at my dog here, Damien. <laughs> I'm hearing your dog in the background. <laughs> hey, keep quiet. <laughs> We're doing a podcast here. <laughs> She's sitting where the fishing rod used to sit. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Just, just underneath, underneath where I used to keep my handboard gloves. <laughs> yeah, and, and the paddle. <laughs> and the paddle, yeah. Oh, I'm a, and I'm the canoes. A, yeah, and my, and my golf clubs. <laughs> and your golf clubs, <laughs> I think we're getting a bit of a picture. So yeah. <laughs> Fat of week. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I I you do you know what as, as you were saying it there though with the young teams, like it there definitely is a a tendency for young teams to win it. If you think of Templeport, think of Arva when they won it, you know, very young teams there coming through that it was um it is it, it does seem to be that sort of a tendency. All right. So we'll have to have to keep an eye on it. Like look uh, it's it's this is I suppose all teams are just finding themselves at the moment and, and Manugent will be looking at that um that opening round win, wasn't it? Where they beat um No or sorry Oh sorry, they're being by Kilishandra. That was Yeah, it. but they, they they played well, it was close like and That's like, right. Kilishandra are, are gonna be hard bet in, in division three, I think. Yeah. 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 So they'll they'll be they'll be kind of saying to themselves the I suppose then pressure becomes more apparent you don't want to lose too many games in a row um, or else all of a sudden the attitude of training starts to drop so and Kildallan will be in the same boat so this could be a dinger absolute dinger who do you see winning it Matt Nugent? Yeah I, I think Matt Nugent win that like their form has been just a little bit better um, so I, I think and, and like in generally in the junior championship in the last few years Matt Nugent would have been favoured over Kildallan so mm. you'd have to go Matt Nugent in that one and then the top one much Connacht against Red Hills have you heard anything on Red Hills? Have they Torlock and uh, Torlock Mooney, Rory Dunn, Packy Letty are the back yet? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, the beat to that in the first day without those lads, and then they obviously had a mm. buy last week or a walkover last week. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly um, who's available. I know Sean Martin played very well against Kildallan, um, and Fury, a good bit of experience there as well coming in, like uh, Rocky Riley came on and a few lads like that. But you've still got Adam Brady there in the full back line as well. Like he. He captained Madrid to the junior back in 2005. So he's, he's a good few years under his belt. No, he was very young that time. He was only, I think he was only about 19 when he captained the Madrid's team to win the junior. Phenomenal. Unbelievable achievement. But uh, yeah, I, I'll take Red Hills there. Okay. Yeah. I I think, I think I'm going to go on the assumption that the three boys aren't available for Red Hills and I'm going to go with a much of Connacht win on that one. Um, that's, in, think, that's in much of Connacht it's in yeah, much no, of Connacht yeah no, I, I said that in, in too confident a tone there <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, no I, I'm going to have to stick with it now I'm over it sorry much of Connacht 
<laughs> okay, moving on to the Kite Power Tech All County Football League Division 3B. Uh, three games forced to them up for decision tonight at eight o'clock in Mahara. It's Drumalee um, traveling up to Mahara then tomorrow evening at 7 30. Firstly, it's Drumlane hosting Shannon Gales, and then it's Kill Shamrocks hosting Swanland Bar. How do you see these going? Well, I think uh, if if Mahara were to beat Drumalee, uh, that's going to be the shock of the season because Mahara haven't won a game in so long. Uh, so hmm. like there's no point even really analysing that overly much Trumley are going to win that unless there's a major uh, turnabout in events uh, Trumley and Shannon Gales is interesting Shannon Gales lost the kill at home last week now, I don't know I don't know exactly um, I didn't see their team sheet so maybe they're missing players because you would have fancied them at, at home against Kill but we talked about Kill last week Damien we probably haven't given yeah. them the credit they deserve they're a team that has picked up big scalps in the junior championship in the last couple of years they've brought through youngsters and uh so maybe maybe uh, that run and kill to two points maybe might, mightn't have been that bad after all. Um, but kill the form team there after that win. So I, I'd fancy Drumlane at home to beat Shannon Gales. And Drumlane are missing a good few players too. Obviously, your under-20 lads are unavailable and Ryan Connolly thinks unavailable. But someone listed out to me Drumlane's first 12. And they have, a, they have everyone. I, I think that's, they've got a really strong first 12. Really, really mm. strong for intermediate level. Uh, lots of good players like I'd say maybe the guts of the 12 of them would have county experience at some level which you can't say that about every team in intermediate so I, I like the look of Jumlane this year um, so Jumlane mm-hmm. to beat Shannon Gales for me and uh, kill Shamrocks to beat Swad Swad like full of enthusiasm last year and there was a real novelty factor about it and I hope they can keep it going now last, because I know last year they didn't win any trophies but they were competitive and um, it was good to see uh, Corla and Swad joining up and, and a good buzz around at both clubs but uh, they got off to a slow start there and, and I know Rory Corn was playing last week and he's just an outstanding player but uh, I still think Kill will get, get the nod there Yeah I think I have to agree with you on all, all three counts like for me we talk about Kilishandra on the other side being very strong Drumlane on paper are the strong side in this side or in this side of the the division um, like while missing all that you mentioned, they still have John O'Dowd, Donald Monaghan, uh, Dane O'Dowd, um, with Kieran Crow was 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 at the at midfield. They have Daryl McGorn, Dara Dolan in the forward line. So your spine is still outrageous strong there. Um, and then you have you have a lot of stalwarts there, um, coming up along the sides there in, in with Dara Brady particularly in the in the back line. So. Lunnies, there's a lot. There's a lot of talent in that Drumlane squad at the yeah. minute, and it's got a really good age profile too, um, with the exception of one or two whose second names are O'Dowd. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't mind me saying. Say, say that to the lad's face, David. <laughs> ne- never, never. <laughs> I'm great when there's a microphone and about twenty miles between us. But <laughs> I tell you what, though, I take them any day of the week on the that. team. <clears throat> They're still in great shape. Like the, oh, the pair of boys are still in great shape. Absolutely, and and also Harry Clark as well. He's a, he's a great young goalie. As yeah. Well. I, don't, yeah, I like definitely. the look of them this year. They're going to be our hype team this year. But they have in in, in horse racing, they have a thing called the talking horse, which is coming into the big races. Like I say, coming into the especially the flat races, uh, some horse will start com- um, dropping in price. So it might be sixteen to one, and next thing you know, there's a couple of influential pundits talking with this horse, and next thing you know, it'll be into single figures. 
and it'll be known as the talking horse. And they always mention that in the build-up. They're like, oh, it's such and such has been well backed. That's the talking horse. So it's remain oh, our talking team for this year, Damien, I think. I, I, I like the idea of that now. Yeah, definitely. We're we're gonna be we're gonna be all over Drum Lane this year. I'm looking forward to it because you know what? They're they're a great bunch of lads, they're good characters too, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. okay, so moving on then to the Romar. Sorry, no, we're into division two, which is the Wilton Waste Recycling Limited, all county football league division two A. Uh Friday night in Cuhullins, it's Shercock against Cuhullins at eight o'clock. That's that's gonna be a very interesting battle because Cuhullins going really well. Shercock with a victory over Butler's Bridge last week. Um, there'll be nothing easy there. There won't be. Yeah, there won't be. I, that's a game. I'm going to that game actually myself this season because I'm looking forward to seeing both of those teams. Both of them uh, with two wins and in good form. Um, Shercock working yeah. off small numbers, but like when they can get the, obviously they're missing Killian Clark, but when they can get the, their first 15 close or close enough to it, like they're a pretty formidable outfit physically strong and they've got a bit of firepower. Sean Clark has come into the team there and added a lot to it because they were always stuck for scores the last couple of years and now they've got a scoring forward, which we always say is, is worth his weight in gold. I hear Niall Clarkin is in absolutely blistering form. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And obviously you have Damo McIntyre there as well. You have, you have Brian Sankey. Like it's, Shercock's a good team and you don't survive. I know there's no relegation last year, so maybe that's, that's, uh, a moot point, but like they're going to, they are going to. I think they're fourth year in the senior, in senior yeah. ranks, so that you don't you don't do that if if you're a poor team. They're definitely not. Cuhollins, I suppose. Again, there'll be a lot of hype about Cuhollins this year. Um, I know they've really bought into it. The players have under Charlie Johnson and Mickey Ling as selector, like an ambitious um, move to get the, those two lads in high profile former county players and won so much at senior level with Gavin Gales, and I suppose. It reminds me a wee bit of Dublin Hoarders a few years ago where they'd come so close for a few years. Dublin Hoarders were knocking on the door for a while and they went out mm-hmm. and got Anthony Daly and his manager. Just got someone in who knows how to win. Like, right, we're gonna we're gonna do um we're gonna do everything we can here. It doesn't matter uh, what we have to do, but we're gonna get someone in here that's gonna that knows how to win and is gonna get us over the line. I think that's what Q Hollands have done and I think they're very happy with their management so far. I know it's early days, but big numbers are training, three teams. Uh, I know they have injuries now. Evan Doughty is still injured, and there's a few other injuries. But uh, you know they're they're putting their best foot forward. So I'm looking forward to this one. It'll be a good test for Cullens. Mm. Yeah, sounds like it'll be an absolute cracker. Uh, who are you going for though? After all that dancing around, it? I I could see this. For, <laughs> I could see this one be very close. I wouldn't read out a draw here, but like I wouldn't read too much into Cullens last week. Their win against Arva because Arva were just missing so many players. I think like I think Arva were nearly scraping up a team. They're very unlucky with injuries at the minute. But uh, I'm going to give Cahollins the nod to win it at home. But I think it'll be close. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's going to be very, very close. I wouldn't be surprised to see a draw at this one because I think it'll turn into a battle. Um, Shercock are a very hard-working, honest team. And where the disadvantage Cahollins may have is coming off the back of the Arva game, that they're, they're going to have to change gears coming up against the Shercock side. Um, I, 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 I think, I think it'll end up very close. Maybe, maybe a draw, but I might give Shercock the nod on this one. Oh, big shout! Um, yeah, I just think, I think that while if you look at who's missing for both sides, okay, Killian Clark's actually, you know, he he's a colossus, but um, I think that they're actually Shercock will be missing less than Cuhullins off their first team, and if if Cuhullins get a win on this one, I think it's a massive statement. 
um, for Kuhulin. So I'm going to give Shercock just the nod, a draw or Shercock by a point on this one. Um, okay, Butler's Bridge on Saturday evening, uh, 7.30. They're hosting Larry United. Um, should be a really good game here. They, they, they brought up a couple of absolute class clashes in the championship. Was that the year before last? That's right, yeah, that's right. A couple of those classic intermediate championship games, like we've, we've, you know, remember last year, I think we were, we were saying, we picked out that you could say there was potentially 11 teams that, that we felt could win. I think we ruled out five teams, uh, something like that in, yeah. in, the, in the intermediate. And that was, that was an honest assessment because the intermediate is so close and you see so many, you see a lot of close games, really good games. Looking at the Lara team that lined out against Piltorba last week, that was, that was a good win for them because they trailed for long spells in that game. And, mm. and, Dogged out at the end, but most of their main fellas are there. Like Paul Smith, obviously on the forty, Jack McKenna, Paddy Rodden. They're the lads that they looked up front. Lee Riley, um, I think, was playing midfield. Usually plays wing back, and obviously a lovely player going forward to watch on the ball. Uh, Sean Tierney, another real tidy player, busy player. Evan Brady, young fella, and Owen Cooney as well. He's one of the fastest players um, around if he, when he's fit because he had a few injury problems. So. Larry looking quite formidable there. And at the back, Stephen Cooney, who did really well the year the one the intermediate, Fergal McKenna at full back, Ian Lady and Jason Ward's like bombing up the field. So mm-hmm. I think maybe last year, technically I was right last year when I was bigging up Lara so much, but I, the problem was I was a, a year too early. So th- this, could, <laughs> this, could, <laughs> this could be Larry's year. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Technically you were right last year. I love it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? Again, as I said, the the hangover of the intermediate should be long gone for Lara. So, and they got a free pass last year. They they they've got to come out and continue winning. I think, considering what Bullers Bridge are going to be missing in in personnel, um, Quivin O'Reilly, Paddy McPhillips, Fintan O'Reilly, Kahaledi, um, I think it's too much for Bullers Bridge to be missing and still compete with a pretty much full strength Lara side. So. I, I can only see a Lara victory here, but it'll not bother Buttersbridge too much. They know that they've a, a big, um, I suppose, a big void that they can fill very, very quick when the mm. boys come back to from county duty. So um, I'd imagine Lara should have enough this weekend on that one. Yeah, um, I know what it's then against Arva um, at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon. I think this is the only game that's on Sunday afternoon. It's in Cross Keys. How do you see this one going? It, it has to be a den win, hasn't it? Has to be a den win. Like they're going to be, they're going to be getting up now for coming near Championship pace. I know we've been saying this about Temple Port as well, but like we're into July now, so the, that final is next month. I think it's around the twenty second of August, in around that. That mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, it's a bit off yet, but still, they're, they're going to be eyeing that up. They're going to be looking to get the most they can out of these league games and challenge games and so on as the thing approaches. Um, so it's got to be then. You you would imagine then then would tighten this anyway, uh, because they would have probably been training very hard, trying to keep themselves right, and um, knowing that they have a championship final coming up. Such a strange position to be in for a manager and for a set of players like for then and Temple Port to, you know, to to have such a long layoff of championship action. And then know that your fourth round is is a championship final, basically. So it's. But then it's, you have the other side of it that they were the lucky ones who had a, a very clear focus at some stage. When we get back here, we're going into a a, a championship final. So well, let's keep ourselves yeah. in good shape. Yeah, they had, but but like at one point there was there was a lot of talk and uncertainty about would this final go ahead. Now the county board were pretty were pretty adamant on it, but I know talking to 
one or two lads from then, um, they were like, don't know if would it, would it ever be played type thing. And I was saying to them, well, what I've been told by people in the county board is just mm-hmm. definitely going to be played. But I'm glad to see it's being played. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Arva are just missing too many players. Like, you, know, you take out the likes of the Morrises and Kevin Boucher and Conan Sheridan, uh, among several the others. Holla. Oh, the holla, like, you know. It's take just, out the heart. Take yeah. out the heart of the team. Like. Yeah, it probably doesn't function without the heart. And so yeah. I think Arva, Arva are just have a horrendous list of absentees at the minute. And that's just, I'd be amazed if they beat them now, to be honest. Unless, unless yeah. they have four or five fellas back, but I doubt that I'll come back as quickly as that. Yeah, one clean sweep would be would be uh, it'd be miraculous, I suppose. So we we both go for ten on this one. Um, moving on then to the Wilton West Recycling Limited All County Football League Division Two B Friday night again. It's Mullahorn hosting Knockbride in Mullahorn after Knockbride's victory over Lavi. Yeah, yeah, kind of raise an eyebrow on this one. Ordinarily, you'd say this is a routine win for Mullahorn, but McBride maybe could could they cause an upset over in our Lady of Lourdes Park? Yeah, Mullahorn haven't they haven't set the world like now. Mullahorn don't set the world like generally in the league or uh, or in early rounds of championships. That's not how they operate really. Like they're not, you know. They're they're I always they're grinders. They're grinders. Yeah, I always go back to Tyrone and Armagh like around early noughties and you know when they played there was nothing in it but Tyrone could go and play someone like like Cavan and beat them by 15 points and Armand might beat them by 3 points and that that just be regular that was just the way they played the game and then that was the way Mullahorn and, and Cavan Gales were over the years at the height of their rivalry very like Tyrone mm-hmm. and Armagh so you know if I had to put money on it I'd say Mullahorn will just win this by 2 or 3 points that's what that's the most likely outcome here um, because it is senior against junior, but it, it is a tricky one. I think it's just muscle memory and that little bit of um, belief in the jersey that the Mullahorn fellas have. I know we're, we're getting into cliches here, but there is something to that with Mullahorn, especially at home. Um, they and, and it's they won't also want to lose to a junior team. Yeah, and and it's also even kind of sometimes it's like a team like Knockbride coming to Mullahorn. There, there may be a, well, this is Mullahorn who are a an established senior team with how many seven eight senior championships or how many have they got sorry they've more than that I don't know how I many think of about ten had. yeah I think of about ten. ten yeah so you know what I mean it, it, sometimes there's a bit of a an awe about going to Mullahorn now I don't think these knock bright boys will have that too much but it just sometimes can feed into the whole um circus of a game and and I think I think Mullahorn should just edge this they're still missing a hell of a lot of players you know, you're taking out Killian the Gunner, Cormac O'Reilly, um, Matthew McGahern, Tom Harton, Cormac McGill, um, and then the hurlers on top of that, which is Matthew Hines, who's been starting centre back. Um, I'm not sure how many of the other hurlers. Philip the Dog, Gunner, probably. Philip the Gunner, yeah. Like so, you know, you're t- you're you're weakening Mullahorn significantly here in the weekend that's in it, whereas Knockbride are going to be at full strength. So. It it wouldn't be a huge upset if Knockbride won this game, considering what Mullahorn would be missing. But yeah. I still just think it's one of those games where Mullahorn will just grind it out, as yeah. you say. It's, it's, it's a one point, two point win. Yeah, that's it. That's what it will be. Now, interestingly, Knockbride brought, brought on some good lads last, year, like, last week, like Niall McCabe came on, Declan Nolte, Connor Smith, two lads who usually start in the back, so obviously a Niall up front. Um, mm. So like maybe they're getting lads back to fitness as well. And looking at their forward line, I know they've lost the two Rogers lads. They, they're transferred to London, but like 
the forward line last week, Roy Donahue, Liam Fay, who's a young lad to watch out for, yeah. Kieran Smith, who's full of speed. Yeah, very impressive. I've only seen him the once now, to be fair, but it was very impressed with him. Kieran Smith, Patrick Smith, Brendan Carroll, and Sean Bournes. Lots of scoring power in that forward line. Uh, Adrian Carroll, who, who's, a, who's a real experienced player for them and a live wire player, he, he came on last week and was taken off, and he took to Twitter to, uh, to register as disgust. He was laughing about it, but he was like, I've hit a new low. I've, I was brought on and taken off. But it uh, <laughs> happens the best of us. I remember it happened to me a couple of times in under 16 matches, so don't worry about it, Edo. Yeah, as I said to you before, I, 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 I know a lad who was brought on and then sent off straight away, but not, not brought on and taken off. But um, yeah. Uh, so we're both tipping just about Mullerhorn here, but it, it, it could be could be very close and it could be an upright victory. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Then in Cornafane on Saturday evening at half seven, Drumgoon are, are heading over the road. Drumgoon pretty depleted with injuries as well. Um, but Cornafane are seem to be going quite well, although they they seem to be shifting away from the reliance on Barry Doyle. Yeah, well, I'd say look, I, I'd imagine like Barry Doyle is such a consistent scorer for them. I'd imagine when it comes to the to the crunching championship, you'll still see Barry popping up with his yeah. five, six, seven points. But uh, yeah, it was interesting that that he wasn't scoring as much in the last couple of games. Um. Like Jim Goon gave gave Mullahorn their fill of it for three quarters of the game last week and then mm-hmm. faded away at the end. But they, they are missing a few players. Um, they won't have Conor Mina anyway. And uh, rumor has that Conor Mina has picked up a bit of a knock anyway. But he's obviously back in with the county. But they weren't going to have him anyway. Keith Fannin, who got the seven points last week. Caelan Jackson is back for them, which is a good addition because he was mm. playing football in England for a while. Um, but mm. yeah, I, it's a hard one to call. That that's a, that's a real coin toss. I'm going to go with Corner Fane just with home advantage, just to swing it for them. But I, I, again, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be a confident vote. No, no. I, I think I think you're right. I think Corner Fane are at full tilt, or, or pretty much in terms of personnel. I, uh, from what I've seen on team sheets, um, Drumgoon will be under strength. They're going to be missing a few players, so I, I think that the home advantage might just swing it their way, but. Keith Fannin turns up and, and, and sails over seven or eight points. Drumgoon won't be too far away. And the likely outcome is that Keith Fannin will turn up and sail over seven or eight points. Yeah, you know? yeah so absolutely. It, it's, uh, and Mick McDonald is such a handful in the middle of the field. He seems to be playing very well that, that they're going to win a lot of primary possession. So that's it. That's a great platform to start on any any team. Um, like Stephen McGovern and Paddy Shane in there over Drumgoon, they'll be... They'll be looking at this and kind of taking the league that, right, okay, we've injuries and we've we've a few lads that are away with County, but we're, we're building towards something here. They're not going to be panicking over the situation. Declan Beard for Corner Fane going to try to make it two wins out of three games. So I think it's going to be it's going to be close, but I'll give Corner Fane just a nod just about on this one. Um, final game then in Division 2B, it's Ballamacue hosting Baileyborough. 
again, this one, I, I, it, it brings back flashbacks of last year's championship and trying to call that one. And I, I think it's as tough to call this as it is that championship game. Yeah, that again, yeah, very, very hard to call this one. Um, mm. I'm, I'm going to go for Paddy McHugh here on the basis that that's in Sheelan Park, is it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, for that reason, I'll go for Paddy McHugh, but again, a very hard one to call. <laughs> yeah, Billyborough bounced back from the win against, or the loss against Mullahorn. Um, wasn't that it? Uh, they, they picked up a win this week gone by against um, Cornafain with the four goals, 14 points. So, um, I think that now that they're now that they've got that win under their belt, they may just push on a wee bit more. But um, it's a tough place to go, Sheelan Park. But it's yeah. a good surface. There's good. There's it's a good playing surface. I might just tip Bailieburn on this one. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to give Bailieburn a nod, a tentative nod. Mm, well, Bally McHugh were disappointing against Cornerfay in the first day, mm. um, so on, on the basis of that form, definitely you wouldn't be. I know they've got they brought Shane Tyne into the team, but I think he picked up. But I think injuries. he's injured. Yeah. yeah, I think he's injured. And and, and Shane Tyne is the type of player that he probably needed. They need a you know maybe a, a, a bit of help in that forward line, a smaller, nippier sort of uh, out and out striker. Um, mm. and, and and with him gone, they're they're back to where they were, I suppose. But look at McHugh will always make it into a, a battle, and if Bailieborough are going to win, they're going to have to really earn it in in Sheelan Park. So, but I, I I'm going to give Bailieborough a nod. I think um, referee, you haven't seen who's down for actually Martin Sexton's down for this one. Um, so if Bailieborough, if Balamikew's discipline isn't good on the tackle, Bailieborough are going to be awarded freeze, and Rory Farrell could be in for another um, monstrous display because the surface is perfect perfect for kicking off the ground out there in Sheelan Park so yeah I like I the way you're I'm, thinking I like the way you're thinking this is good analysis it makes sense that's why yeah. people tune in to listen to your thoughts Damien and not my idle meanderings here <laughs> I will see if Balamagui would have put 10 points I look fairly stupid <laughs> wouldn't it please God um, I'll go I'll go with I'll go with Bailey Moreno okay we'll move on to the Romar Energy Division 1A in Ballyhays on Saturday evening at 6 o'clock Kingscourt are coming down Kings Cross Stars after the win last week, they, they must be full of confidence. Ballyhays after being beaten by Cavan Gales, although put in a really good display. Um, it, it it shouldn't be all all easy for Kings Court here, but you'd expect the Stars to just have enough, wouldn't you? They should, they should do, yeah. They should do, like, but the fact that it's in Ballyhays is obviously is obviously an advantage to Ballyhays. And Ballyhays are one of those teams that that have a lot of quality. It's yeah. not like, like Ballyhays, if anything, are possibly underachieving with the quality that they have. Like I, I said it loads of times, like I think they, when they have everyone, like they have a senior standard panel. I don't have no doubt about that. And they're probably not missing as many as, as um, Kingsford are missing Court. at the minute. I guess Kingsford are missing a lot. Um, now, Kingsford have that bit of experience up the centre of the field, obviously, Noel McIntyre at six, Christy McGowan at 11. Um, and they did well last year and the young lads last week and the young fella stepped up for them but uh, you know it's, it's, it's a hard one to call this I, I actually, is, is, is Kingscourt's problem consistency? well it might be when you're, when you're missing a, your few, a few leaders out of your team like you, you know you probably do tend to be inconsistent and when you have a lot of young lads you certainly mm-hmm. have a tendency to be inconsistent but yeah, I, I might even though I'm sure Kingscourt are going to be are going to be well prepared for this by by Fimber Riley and his management team, but I I might just tip Barry Hayes for the upset here, 
And that's how, and I was impressed. I was impressed with Kingsford last weekend, but at the same time, they got a couple of breaks that went their way, and it was a much improved performance. And they were like they were very up for the game, and and you know the young fellas in particular stepped up. But I just think if Paddy Hayes could could just shut down a couple of of those lads up front, they're they're a little bit blunt up front at the minute. Kingsford, like Keane Shecklin's not playing as well as he was. Um, I know Richie Cortes got the two goals last week, but he's not the first choice starting forward, uh, full forward. Christie, it wouldn't be the first choice centre forward always either. Barry Riley's missing at the minute, so that Joe Dillon's missing. So they are a little bit on the blunt side up front. And I think if Barry Hayes could limit them um, and stop the runners coming from the back, uh, the likes of Oren Cunningham, the fellas like that, that we saw last week, Barry Tully, who was, he had him playing a bit of a sweeper role last week and it didn't seem to work. I thought he was better against Rammer. He was very good against Rammer. So, I think Bally Hayes could could pull off the upset there. Is it a case here though? Bally Hayes are are very strong when you take from eight up to fifteen. They have, they have a huge amount of quality, um, and even if you take in five, six, and seven, they have a lot of attacking quality from the half back line. It's the actually out and out defenders that Bally Hayes might be a bit light on. Um, and yeah, at yeah. the other, at the other end, Kings Court traditionally have that when, when they need it and then the flair just manages to come in different forms each year. Um, you know, some something different. Keen Shackleton last year or John Oates coming in. Oh, Kingscore are Oates. always able to produce a corner forward that, that'll get you scored. Yeah. Always like different years there. Like as Jim Riley said in an interview recently that Kingscore are up there on the Monaghan Mead border and he says people don't know what they're at and they land down to Breffney and spring an ambush and they do that, like like you've seen Dara Gunn coming down, Anthony Corcoran, Keane Shackleton, players coming yeah. down and, and shooting the lights out at times in Breffney. But yeah, I just th- I just think they're missing a lot. They got a good win last week, um, but things probably fell for them as well. So I'm, I'm going to go for for a, a big shout. My big shout of the week is going to be Ballyheads for the upset. Okay, well, just to emphasise that big shout, I'm going to go with Kingscourt to win this <laughs> one. So <laughs> I think Kingscourt to I need to have my back. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Then second game in Division One A, it's Rammer United against Calvin Gales. This is this is a nice big test. It's up in Dolan Park in Virginia, and Rammer United with two wins from two. Calvin Gales with two wins from two. Top of the table clash. Calvin Gales always reckoned that Rammer can't beat them, but they beat them last year in the championship in the group stages. But then once again, Calvin Gales got the got the ambush on the Friday night in Kingsbound Breffney when it mattered. There'll be revenge on the mind here. Yeah, this this would be the game where there might be fireworks uh, if there's going to be any game over the weekend because Rammer, Rammer were really up for it against Kingsford the first day and that was a niggly old game and I'd say we could see that again. Like it, The funny thing was there was no bad blood between Kingsford and Crush it all last week even though they played two county finals last year. You know, there was there was no running battles or scores to be settled really which was, un, you would think that familiarity would breed contempt there. But the Gales and Rammer uh, there will be like Rammer's mm. going to be sore last year. Like Rammer's, Rammer would feel that they left the county final appearance behind them last year. Um, I'm sure they do. And Kingscourt or the Gales just over the years they just haven't respected Rammer, and it, you couldn't argue with it because they always ha- had the held the whip hand over Rammer. So that's going to be fireworks at that one. I'm going to try and get up to it myself. Um, so my boys against your boys, Damien, and I think I'm going to give the nod to my boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the referee is Pork Shorten on this one. Um, 
and it'll just be interesting to see it, does that have an effect on it. Porrick likes to let the game go, but well, he not. he re- he ref that. I think I'm right in saying he ref that game. Um, I was talking about there a couple of weeks ago in Virginia, and okay, oh sorry, no, James Clark ref that one actually. Yeah, but James likes to let let it go as well. But um, yeah, no, Porrick likes to let things go. It tends to, can get be physical, so they're definitely yeah. they definitely will be will be sore bodies coming off the field there. And if it gets into a physical affair, I think I'm going to back your boys on this one. I, I think that's that home advantage and all of those little bits. Tight field. Just, tight field. I think it might just suit Rammer a little bit better. Um, you know, but then look, at it's that sort of a, a situation is going to suit defenders, the likes of John Fortune. He's going to revel in that situation. Um, just looking through their back lane, Dara Sexton at centre back. Owen Galligan's playing quite well at corner back as well. He won't be won't be shy and in getting involved into into the, the more physical side of the game. So, um, it do you know what? It's going to be a really good test for both sides because both sides are coming in confident. But I I think like Kevin or Kevin Gales against Killing Care first quarter, Killing Care right with them. They just missed too many chances. In fact, first half they were pretty much like level with them in terms of chances created. Um they're not going to get it that easy against against Rammer. And I don't think the Gales have put together a, a complete performance in either games against intermediate sides. Whereas Rammer have played Kings Court um and who was Rammer's first game against well the first game was against, was against Kingscourt and the second game was against Killing Care. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. So, so yeah, I suppose they, they have they have that one game against Kingsford that might just stand to them in terms of what the, the level of Division One A is usually like. So, well I what I think I, is gonna be key, Damien, sorry to cut you off, is I think if you were to if you were to list the ten best players for the Gales and the list of ten best players for Rammer, Rammer are gonna have more of their ten playing. Like yeah. Both of them are missing a few, but Rammer have had Ado Cole, Jack Brady, uh, James Brady played the last day, um if if the McGee's um yeah. You Owen have Somerville, yeah, Cahill Maguire. Now, Killian Maguire's not playing, but you've Cahill there. Um, you know, Liam, Liam Brady's not playing at the minute, but hopefully, did Killian not play one of the games? I thought I see, no, maybe he played against field. maybe he played against Killing Care. He didn't play against Rammer anyway, but I think they'll have more of their of their main men there. You've Manion on the 40 as well. Um, so the Gales have done very well so far. They're missing done the last day, but I think that I still think that the Gales have only a half team there, uh, out. Yeah. So I think Rammer, genuinely think Rammer will win that. Yeah, I think so too. And I, 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 I'll go even a little bit stronger. I think Rammer by four or five points on this one. You'll not be welcome back up to your home club there, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, third game in Division 1A, it's Crushalaw hosting Killing Care. Um, Killing Care finding their feet, getting a bit closer to Rammer than they did Cavan Gales. Um, but it's a big, big ask for an intermediate team to go to the home of the county champions and pick up a win. So, is it just routine victory for Krushala? Well, they were beaten last week, obviously, and like, okay, they were missing players, like they were missing Pierre Smith and uh, David Shalvey, um, a few of the stars of their senior championship uh, runs in the last couple of years. Stephen Smith came on, um, so like, I don't think Krushala are just good enough that they can just show up missing players and and. And dismiss opposition. Mm. Um, like we saw that last week against Kingsford team, they were missing a lot and just stuck with them. And and Crushlaw just didn't really have a response in the in the, in the end. Of, but if Crushlaw get a run on you, they can they can do a job on you. They're a running team, but uh, 
So Killicare could be on the wrong end of a of a nasty result. If they can stick with them, uh, it'll be competitive. But I I couldn't see Killicare winning it this week. No, no, I think Killicare will be aiming for particular games in this division. I don't think Crush Law is is one of them. Um, I suppose they've probably played played one of them maybe already at this point because you only have the six teams. But what what Killing Care would be looking to get out of these games is learning the tempo that they need to play at um, to stay in Division 1, figuring that out. They've got a free pass so they can go and, and, and push themselves every single week. Even without victories, they'll be getting better. And that's mm. probably what, what Paddy Bates will be honing in on here. And how many intermediate teams other than Ballyhays are going to get the opportunity to play the county champions? You know, it's it's a, it's a big, big opportunity. And Killing Care will come out and they'll they'll be fine enough hit again, but I just can't see them having enough to get over Crush Law. So I'll go with the home win on this one. The final group then is Romer Energy All-County Football League Division 1B, Saturday night at 6 o'clock in Lacken, Castle Rahan heading down the road. Um, I seen Lacken last week and... They look like a team that's waiting for, for Thomas Galligan and co. to come back, Thomas and Ray and, and, and all the rest that are, they're missing. And that they're, they're, they're staying in first gear and, and haven't, haven't found the clutch to get into second at all. So I, I, I just can't see them losing this one. But Castle Rahan are going to be without a few players. Like the county on the 20s won't be playing this weekend. Um, obviously they're only five days, six days out from the the down game. So, you know, Keen McCabe had such an impact last week against Killigarry and Sean O'McGarty that it weakens Castle Rahan a bit here. Mm. Um it, it mightn't just be all easy, but I still think Castle Rahan should have enough. Yeah, to, to, generally the, these two teams are are match up pretty well, but Castle Rahan usually have the edge, to be fair. Um I I'd be very surprised if Lacken can get can get the win against Castlerahan. Like they have had a pretty strong side out the last few days. Like I know you're you're right in what you're saying that they're gonna be missing a couple, but um like they welcomed Carl Cosgrove back the last day as well. Um Cormac Daly's doing well. Paul Lukey, Fergal Riley, Stephen Cooney. Endo O'Connell didn't play. I think Oshin O'Connell, I think I'm right in saying came on, but most of those lads, like those great players that Castlerahan have had for seven, eight, nine, ten years now. That I always do the business at senior level. They're all they're talking out, they're fit and they're and they're up for it. And you know, Castran have the bit between their teeth again this year. Donald Kyogre mm-hmm. is back as manager. Uh, obviously they're missing Mackey and Ronan Flanagan, but I think I expect Castran to go very close to win the championship again this year. I think they're there's a general feeling out there, uh, some people I've been talking about me kind of thinking that Castran, you know, Mackey Flanagan are gone and you know they they might fade away now. I don't think they will, to be honest. I honestly don't think they will. And uh, nobody, I would say, in the county has won more games than Castlerahan in Division One and the Senior Championship in the last few years. They're in the habit of winning games. Like even last year, they were only beaten in an extra time in the semi-final of the Senior Championship. I know team people are writing them off. Like I definitely wouldn't be writing them off. I expect Castlerahan to win this one, and I expect them to win a lot more games for the years out. But Castlerahan need, I think, to to maintain the level that they've produced over the last number of years is is what Enda Flanagan appears to have done against Killigarry and just step up and be an out-and-out scorer. I think they need one or two forwards like that that, that are, and, and I think Oshin O'Connell done it last year as well. So if if they can get those guys and then Key and McCabe on top of it 
to be out and out scorers. I, I, I'd agree with you. I think that they will be very, very hard to beat in the senior championship mm. because well. there's no doubt about it from probably now you look at it from nine back, they could have the best first nine in, in the in the senior championship. Like their defense, we, we laud their defense man for man. They're brilliant. They're absolutely outstanding. And none of them are gone. Yeah, so, and David Ritt came back as well. Like, like, like when you look at it, Damien, in hindsight, I'm, I don't want to overlay over this point because we've talked about it a lot over the years. But you know, there there generally is a dominant team, and then you have a period of flux, and then a new dominant team takes over. And we saw that after Kevin Gales faded away a bit, that the period of of flux came in. But in hindsight, it wasn't. It, well, it was for a couple of years, but it wasn't. Castran should have won more, You're right? You're right. That should have been the Castellan era. They should have won at least three. And at the end You're of hundred percent right. Yeah. They've two to this point. So I think Castellan will add another senior championship in the next year or two. I, I well, do I? I I, I think that <laughs> I think their their contribution to senior football in the county and their their consistency and their dominance deserves more than two. Uh, but I think they're gonna give it a hell of a lash, uh, to be honest. I, mm. I think I definitely would not be writing uh, their obituary just yet. There was a five-year period there where Castleran were the best team in the county most consistently, mm. but they just didn't always win the senior championship. They got mm. the county finals and different issues ended up that they that they didn't win them, but they were, you're right, they, they were the best team in the county consistently. On, on, a, on any given day in championship, 90% of the time or maybe more, Castleran won. Yeah over a five-year period. Yeah. And, and, and it was their period of dominance. They just didn't always pick up that, that senior championship. Um, like, the, the worry, not, maybe it's not a worry, but they, the, yeah, it is a worry that they don't go on and win more for the team that they produced and the level of, of consistency that they produced. They deserve more than two senior championships. Um, so, but I, I still think there's enough time left in this group to, oh, there is. To, there is. to win another two. And they have maybe. got they have got those extra couple of reinforcements now. Like like they talk about young fellas coming in, but you don't need seven or eight like to refresh to refresh the team. You need probably three. And I'd say they've got the three now. Like Dean McCabe has stepped up again by the looks of things. Yeah. Um young McGarity, there's a good bit of talk about him as a good wee player. Um you know, they'll not be they'll not be far off. Carl Cosgrove. Has yeah, in there as well. Big time, you know, yeah, big time. The last eighteen so, so, months, he, he's really emerged. Without a doubt. So I, I, I agree with you. I think there, there, there definitely is the possibility of another senior championship or two out of Castle Rahan. So, um, yeah. So I, I think they'll get the win against Lacken also. Um, Killigarry against Balanya Saturday evening <laughs> in Killigarry at six o'clock. <laughs> he's going for Killigarry. Up. <laughs> Yeah, we're wrapping up today because the dog's starting to bark here. I'm going to go Balanya. They're in good form and they're, they seem to be close to full strength. Uh, Kiligari just missing too many at the minute, so it's got to be Balanya there. Yeah, I agree. I think Kiligari just just too much on their strength. And then the final game is Coothill are hosting Gauna over in Coothill. Gauna very much on their strength as well. Um, this is a real test for for Paul Hayes' side. Yeah, Coothill, Coothill are at home, but I, I, I still... Mm. No, yo, it's got to be Coothill. You know, it's got to be Coothill. Coothill at home are, are very strong. Coothill have beaten yeah. a lot of very good teams at home in the last couple of years. Even even beat Cavan Gales at home a couple of years ago. So I I'm going to give Coothill the nod there over an understrength Garner. 
Yeah, I, 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 I'm actually going to go with you on that one. I think Garena, they, they didn't perform terribly well in their win over Lacken at the weekend, although they are getting players back, Ryan McGahern and that. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Garena win here, but I think Coothill might just edge it. So um, that's all the games that are to look forward to in the All-County Football League this weekend. Uh, don't forget to tune in on Monday. We'll be going back over the weekend's action um, on the Die Hards podcast as well. So thanks a million, Paul, for your contribution. Hopefully I get more right than you. Thanks, Demo.